It is your boy, D-Roy, coming at you live from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Find me on Twitter, at RoyDog underscore 13, that's R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. And this is our run-through of today's, or this weekend's, week three. God, sorry, week three. Oh, God. But this is the first go-through as far as actually entering players into uh, the write-up. <clears throat> Sorry, this is a little bit later than usual. Uh, didn't get a lot of sleep. I stayed up all night after I got done with my uh, shift early this morning at 4 a.m. So, but uh, everybody should have the spreadsheet by now. If not, um, get a hold of me. I'll make sure that you get it. Um, we have some new people that are actually uh, getting the spreadsheet, so just want to go through real quick and just uh, do the reminder that you'll see the footballoutsiders.com columns, which is your DVOA. That's the uh, best analytics as far as determining what the real defensive prowess that the teams are going against. So, but those are all last year's numbers, so we have to be really, really careful um, not to get consumed too much right now, at least not until next week when the new numbers actually come out for this season. So, 
what we're pretty much kind of going to focus on is we're going to focus on the pro football reference columns um, where you have DVP, which is defense versus position points, and then uh, kind of take a look um, PFF <coughs> uh, ratings uh, for the wide receiver cornerback matchups and the whole line matchups for both the pass and the rush uh, uh, lines. Uh, that's what those two columns are is basically how the offense's uh, O line rates against the defensive line in terms of um, both rush blocking and pass blocking. So we need to kind of take that stuff into consideration. Um, primarily, what you're using this for right now is determining any type of pricing uh, between the four sites. I do. Uh, FanDuel, Yahoo, DraftKings, and Fantasy Draft. Uh, with Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, including the Sunday night football games for the main slates, uh, which is what we try to focus on just as Sunday only. Um, so yeah, so let's kind of get through get through this here. Now the uh, the Vegas lines that I have are from Thursday, so you're going to want to pay attention to that. I use VegasInsiders.com and I use the um, uh, kind of the the average between all the Vegas books uh, for the lines for the over unders and for the uh, the favorites in each matchup. So make sure that you're taking a look in there, seeing if there's any line change, any type of movement in there, if you're, especially if you're doing any type of sports betting, uh, which I do not handle any of that because I don't actually make any bets myself. So I know if I was doing it 100%, <clears throat> uh, I should actually include that, but you know what? I'm not. So I don't like it. It's too bad. Uh, had this nice little Scarface opening. That's a tribute to the Antonio Brown news that came out today. I'm kind of glad that this podcast is delayed a bit only because that news came through that he that Antonio Brown was cut today from the New England Patriots so he is not on a team he is not in consideration whatsoever even if he signs with a team this weekend he cannot play this weekend so he's not going to affect any type of DraftKings fan duel um, you know yeah fancy draft lineups he's just completely out and it just means that we need to look at whether or not Tom Brady's other options are actually viable or not, which of course they are this week because they play the Jets. So let's get into it. <clears throat> Early Sunday afternoon, got Cincinnati at Buffalo. Buffalo minus six favorite, 44 over under. Um, this should actually be a pretty easy day uh, for the Buffalo Bills, although I do kind of. <clears throat> Think that the Bengals aren't gonna aren't gonna get out of Buffalo without scoring some points here. Although I'm not gonna look at the quarterbacks there. Uh, running backs are definitely not in play. Um, there has been some talk about playing Joe Mixon against this Buffalo defense, but if Buffalo is wise, they would just go ahead and just shut down um, the running game and rely, have the Bengals rely on Andy Dalton uh, throwing the ball around. Um, which isn't going to be an easy task 
against this defense. Now, I still do kind of like um, Tyler Boyd, uh, especially on FanDuel. He's got actually got a really, really good price over there. So for the initial for the initial uh, entering, I will be putting in Tyler Boyd. Um, he's sick, he's only 6600 on FanDuel, which makes him the 27th highest price uh, wide receiver. And they're going to have, like I said, they're gonna, they're gonna, if they're going to have to keep up uh, with Buffalo, which means that they're going to have to throw, and Boyd's going to be the best option for that once, you know, in this offense. I'm not buying, still not buying into John Ross, and I'm not going to worry about the Damian Willis um, Jeez, man, um, value uh, as far as I'm concerned. So we're just going to stick with what we know. Um, there's a couple other value plays that I really, really like. Um, there's been some talk about fading Josh Allen this week. Um, that is not me. I am going to insert him in for right now. Uh, whether or not he makes the actual lineup or uh, actual final write-up is uh, to be determined just for the base, base on the plaintiff effect that he has gone up to price a little bit. Not really so much on uh, FanDuel. He's actually kind of about the same price, but he has gone up a little bit on Yahoo. DraftKings, he's gone up a tiny bit. Um, he's still actually priced pretty well. So, uh, Definitely in play is uh, Frank Gore as a value running back. Um, there's some people that don't want to play him either just because he is not known to catch passes. Um, but you definitely have to uh, consider him based solely on price since Devin Singletary is not going to be in there. He's a 37, 33rd, 37, and 30th. Uh, price running back uh, across the four sites, um, which brings us extreme value if we're going to pay up in other spots uh, this week. Moving on to the wide receivers here, you still have John Brown, uh, Zay Jones, and Cole Beasley. Uh, I think all three are options, although. This may absolutely be a spot where I would run out Josh Allen naked and not really worry about whether or, you know, who he's going to throw to. Um, I am going to insert all three. Just in case they hit a certain uh, value area and keep some in consideration. Um, I may not go below Cole Beasley. He'd be more of a PPR type guy, so you'd be looking at DraftKings or Fantasy Draft, which utilize the full PPR. Um, I think he's a more viable option over there. Not really looking at any of the other um, wide receivers, not looking at tight ends. Um, but I am looking at Buffalo again for defense. Anybody that knows me, I am a sucker for the Buffalo Bills defense because I do really, really respect them. I, they're 
they are a very good defense. They're very underrated, uh, but they are getting priced up here, so they may not make the final cut. Although this season against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they're giving up their 27 DVP rank. It works backwards. The higher the the higher the DVP number rank number, uh, the better option they are. So they're 27. Giving up 12 and a half points per game. So, um, Buffalo is known for sacks, turnovers, uh, or interceptions, you know, fumble recoveries and stuff. So, it is quite possible they could take one of the house. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the third of the week, which is going to be Miami at Dallas. Dallas is the 21 and a half point favorite with a 47 over under. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to look at anybody on Miami, even though I do like Preston Williams um, a bit. <sighs> Maybe I am including Preston Williams. I'm going to insert him in here um, initially. There'll be a lot of people that I'm going to insert here. Um, but, you know, there's this is pretty much, you know, it's kind of like preseason where it's like first cuts and then, you know, you have your final cuts uh, for the write-up in the morning. Um, I'm actually going to include Preston Williams just for the plain simple fact that Josh Rosen is starting at quarterback. Um, and he's not, he's not going to be much better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, but at the same point in time, um, he has worked with Preston Williams, so there could be something there that we like, and he's, and he's dirt cheap, so... Um, Dallas side, we have a lot of options here. Uh, first one's going to start out with Dak Prescott. Although, you know, this is a really smash spot for Zeke too. Um, it's going to make it, it's going to make the initial here. So it's going to be it's going to kind of be a real big choice here on whether or not you're going to go uh, with Dak Prescott, which. Um, the Cowboys have kind of shown like they're using the pass to kind of open up the run, which is quite odd. But um, so I mean, man, these pass catching options you're gonna have everywhere from Amari Cooper, uh, Devin Smith, who will take over the Michael Gallup spot, um, and then you're gonna have Randall Cobb on. Lot. So it's kind of going to be if if you went with the deck Prescott type thing, you're probably going to want to run. You want to run. You want you run one, and you're kind of screwed just for the plain simple fact of he could pass the pretty much anybody in this matchup. And that's kind of the problem now. Cash lineup is this is why it might be you might deck like good for one cash because you can run them naked and you don't have to actually, you know, utilize the pass catchers um, whatsoever. Now it would be nice to kind of double dip on the price or on the points and stuff, but um, you really have to put it into perspective that you can take options from other teams 
and insert them in there and not have to worry about whether or not he's going to hit a Cooper or if he's going to hit Smith or Cobb. Um, so always leave yourself an out with that um, if you are using a quarterback and they're in a good matchup, but you just don't know uh, who he's going to throw it to, especially in a wide-open matchup like this where Dallas Cowboys should just run rough shot. Um, Jason Whitten does make into the first cut, um, but I don't know if he's going to make the final. Dak just lost the shit out of him. Oh, that's the thing. It's all going to depend upon um, really if you if he if there's a value tight end that's cheaper. Otherwise, I think Jason is probably the guy that we just would run with because he's so dirt cheap. I mean, he's only five grand on FanDuel, 17 bucks on Yahoo, 3700 on DK, um, which is towards where Hawkinson was last week. I think it's about 400 bucks more than where Hawkinson was. And then it's 6600 on um, on Fantasy Draft. So it's a good price. But, uh, yeah, needless to say, Dallas Cowboys defense is in play. It's probably the top cash option. Just play it any any, you know, mid to higher range defenses playing against the Miami Dolphins. You just don't think about it. That was kind of the thoughts and feelings last week and why it ran with the um, New England defense last week. Uh, just because when I started seeing the secondary injuries come in, I'm like, why, why even bother with it? Just take the easy out and it ended up working. So, uh, Next game we have is Denver at Green Bay. Green Bay is a seven and a half point favorite, 43 over under. Um, so low scoring affair. Um, line's probably just about right. Um, Packers defense has shown the ability, or not shown the ability really to completely shut down and run um, against better offensive lines which, I mean, Denver does have a really good offensive line. The only problem is you have Lindsey and Rice Freeman in there um, because I'm such a sucker for Royce Freeman. I'm going to put him in here. This would be a GPP option only um, just for the plain simple fact that Royce Freeman does have the upside to, upside to actually break free and um, get away from the Packers defense uh, through the middle. Um, but I just don't know if he, if I would actually consider him uh, based on the fact that he's not going to get a complete amount of touches uh, like some other running backs, which I'd rather have. So, But I also have to put that thought that a lot of other people are looking at it and being like, nah, I'm not going to use him. So he could be, he could be that complete, you know, dart throw at running back, but it's whether or not you want to do it there or do it with the wide receivers. Most of the time, we like doing it with the wide receivers um, and get some stability through our run games. Um, Not really looking too much at the passing options. Um, Just for the plainsable effect, it really is Joe Flacco, but um, we... We have to respect the fact that Emmanuel Sanders has been doing it uh, each of the first two weeks of the season. 
Um, and he's still cheap uh, across the board, except on Yahoo, where he's 27th highest rank, uh, highest price. Uh, everywhere else, he's 47 and 49. So um, that could be the nice little value pun. Uh, if you want to run it back the other way, um, well, I should put it in consideration. Denver defense is in consideration. defense are running cash, although I like I like the price a little bit more than Buffalo. They're 13, 15, 22, and 25th highest uh, price defenses, so you're getting a good price on it, but um, so the Green Bay coach has said that he wants to uh, kind of even up the carries between uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Well, Jamal Williams is questionable this week, so um, I still expect him to play. But um, Denver hasn't really been stopping the running back. And Aaron Jones is upside. Like He's averaging over like five yards a carry. And Understandably, you know, he went against you know Chicago defense. He didn't really do too much but last week against Minnesota, who I actually respect against the run. Um, he did really, really well. He had like over 120 uh, all-purpose yards. Uh, he's not that. He's not priced that high. Um, it's just whether or not I'm going to trust that he's going to get uh, majority of the carries, which he should. Uh, especially in this matchup. So he's definitely in consideration. He's probably getting these. I doubt I don't put him in. But I'm probably going to say that he's going to be a GPP option versus a a cash option. But it's quite possible you can see him in cash just based on the fact that Packers are trying to run the ball versus passing, uh, especially in a matchup like this. They're going to really have to rely heavily on Jones's legs. So, um, yeah. Do like Packers defense, but I'm not going to consider them um, because they're getting up there in price. FanDuel maybe, and you know what? Um, just for right now, because FanDuel actually they're really they're really good price over there. They're seventh highest defense everywhere else. They're in the top five, so possible. I'm struggling to find defenses outside of Dallas and New England that I really enjoy. Um, so we'll move on to the next one here, which we have uh, Atlanta, Indianapolis. Indianapolis being a one and a half point favorite, 47 over under. Um, I'm always going to consider Matt Ryan. So. He is getting it up there in price, except for on DK. DK and Fancy Draft, he's going to be priced the best. So I like them more. I like him more over there. Uh, if there's ever a week that Devonta Freeman is going to do it at running back, it's going to be this week. Um, God, I have so much respect for the Indianapolis Colts rush defense, but they are just not showing it this year. 
giving up the 30th most points. Um, they're averaging uh, 30.8 on FanDuel and 33.3 on DraftKings to running backs each week. So um, you have to consider them. It's be stupid not to. Now, does he make cash? Hmm. That's kind of the question. Um, don't necessarily think he does, but uh, it's quite possible, especially if we need value in here because he's in the mid to upper 20s as far as pricing. So he's priced really, really well. We could say that they have been kind of at least trying to establish a run with him. Now, Edo Smith's had a little bit more um, success, but if you think I'm going to rely on Edo Smith here, really parking up the wrong tree. Uh, Julio Jones has a really good matchup against rookie Rocky Alcin. Um Would definitely be more of a, a GPP option, I think, than... Um, Than cash, although I do like his price on DK. Um, he's only the sixth highest price wide receiver at 7,300, so yeah. not too bad over there. They've been giving up points to the number one wide receiver over there, so I have some interest. Um, I do have some interest in Austin Hooper too, but I don't think I'm going to include him there. Um, looking at this, I might almost be a Matt Ryan this week. Definitely going to have to take a look at this. Okay. So, uh, other side, you ha- you do have uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, low-end quarterback option. Now, he does not have, he does not possess much upside whatsoever. Um, So, for him, it's going to be whether or not he can just bring back value and not kill the lineup. It's never going to be, can he win me a GPP? So, uh, don't sit there and think that he's going to throw for 300 yards and uh, like four touchdowns, you know, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes at all. Um, God, got to find out what's going on with uh, Marlon Mack. Uh, just, man, I really, really wanted to draft him this year and I didn't get any shares. I'm now kind of glad that I didn't because he's already hurt. Um, Marlon Mack plays, he may be a GPP option, um, but I doubt it. The reason being is that uh, Atlanta gives up more to pass-catching running backs than they do with like running backs on the ground. So, um, like anybody who played uh, primetime slate last week, we, we were kind of looking towards like Miles Sanders and uh, Darren Sproles, guys that could know, receive the ball versus Jordan Howard, who just plots along and can't catch a ball to save his fucking life. Um, if Marlon Mack doesn't go, you're probably looking at, like, say, Jordan Wilkins. Uh, do not fall into that hole. Do not play him. Um, 
he just hasn't shown it. I was high on him last year, and then he failed miserably, so he's kind of dead to me right now. Um, Naheem Hines maybe would be would hold some interest, but you'd have to have the Colts playing from behind, which I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Um, or if that, I mean, that, if that's going to happen, they could be playing from in front, which would just mean taking down passes all game. Um, I will put into consideration T.Y. Hilton. He is questionable right now. Uh, he should play. Match up with uh, Desmond Trufant, who uh, he has a slight advantage to. So I kind of like him there. Um, kind of have some love for Ebron. I should probably put him in. Have some love for Ebron. Um, at, at least just so I can compare pricing and see where he's at. He's a really good price on uh, Yahoo, where he's 23 overall. That's that's where Jason Witten is the most expensive at $17. He's ninth overall over there, so might be a nice competitor. It's quite possible. Uh, next game, we got Baltimore and Kansas City. This is the one everybody's going to be looking at uh, in the early games. So, uh, Kansas City, six and a half point favorite, 52 and a half uh, over under. The question is whether or not uh, Baltimore is going to be able to keep up with Kansas City in this game. And keep this interesting. Um, it is quite possible. Um, Baltimore Ravens offense is humming along pretty good, uh, especially on the likes of Lamar Jackson. So he'll make the initial cut. I have some love still for Mark Ingram in this game. This this would be a veteran, a vet, more of a veteran match, matchup. Where they'd rely on him more than they would on a rookie, especially where, like, say, ball security and stuff like that. Because um, you're going to want to make sure that there's no mistakes here. Um, I think I just click on him and bring him over. Now you will see that Kansas City is uh, six best against the run or against the running backs. Only giving up 13 and 15 and a half, respectively, between FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, but Mark Ingram is a better running back, in my belief, than what the uh, Kansas City Chiefs have seen. So he's going to be in consideration. And then we have uh, probably our chalk guy here in Marquise Brown at wide receiver to get exposure to this game. So gonna insert him in there. He's still really good price on uh Fandle. Like sixty one hundred bucks is thirty eighth overall. Uh twelve, twenty five and twenty eight across the board on the other sites. And then you have Mark Andrews who has gotten up in price but he's still not too bad. Uh, he's questionable too, but he's expected to play. So um, you see questionable tags coming into the weekend, uh, especially if you go and 
search NFL injury report on Saturdays and especially Sunday mornings after everybody's made pretty much their lineups. If they're still carrying those Q tanks, they're going to be cheaper, or not cheaper, but uh, lower owned because uh, people are going to be scared off of it on that. So keep them in consideration. Um, Holmes always in play. And for whatever reason, he is the second highest QB on Yahoo. I think Dak Prescott takes him over on that one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Dak Prescott's the highest home QB on, on Yahoo. Or not highest home, but uh, highest price QB. So, <laughs> a little bit of savings. Not too major, but a little bit. Uh, need to pay attention. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is questionable, and it sounds like Damian Williams is going to be out. Now he's still listed as questionable, um, even tonight. So uh, all reports are that he is not going to play, so that would bump Darwin Thompson up. Uh, it sounds like McCoy is going to play. So it's quite possible that Darwin Thompson actually carries some higher ownership. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying it's a possibility. Um, I mean, if if McCoy if McCoy is out, that would definitely elevate him across the board. Um, and you probably see him be the chalkiest running back in all DFS this weekend if that happened. Um, now what are we going to do at wide receivers here for this game? That's the question. And I will tell you the two that I'm looking at the hardest. Then Sammy Watkins and Nicole Hardman going back to the well. Um, I think you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of people going to Demarcus Robinson and thinking that he can uh, do the same thing that he did last week, which is gonna be false. I mean, he's higher priced than Yahoo. Oh no, never mind, never mind, never mind. Scratch that. But he's, he's higher priced than McCall Hardman now, so now you're getting a real extreme value on Hardman uh, with better upside, in my opinion, with Demarcus Robinson. Anybody that knows me, I'm a huge Demarcus Robinson guy. Uh, I have been for the last couple of years. And then Sammy Watkins actually carries the best matchup into this contest, especially with Jimmy Smith expected to sit again and continued injuries. So... Um, you'll probably see Robinson carry a higher ownership, which will drop Watkins and Hardman's ownership a bit, although I'd expect Hardman to be a little bit higher on than what he was last week. Um, when we were getting him for under 8% owned, which was ridiculous, um, I expect him to come in much higher than that. Uh, Travis Kelsey in play really good uh, matchup in the secondary for him. Uh, next game, we have Oakland at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by 9, 43.5 over under. Um, boy, Raiders have a lot of injuries. 
especially with Tyrell Williams, who is Derek Carr's go-to guy. There's really only two guys that I would look for, look at for Oakland, and that would be Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller is an option again this week. Now, of course, he's gotten higher priced on here. Um, so he'll probably end up being more of a fade um, for me. But he does have a good matchup against Harrison Smith, who hasn't been playing all that great. Um, and especially if Tyrell Williams sits, then Derek Carr's going to be forced to do the ball. Uh, I know Minnesota's been giving up some yards to running backs, uh, especially after last week's game. Um, but that does not mean that I'm going to put any consideration in Josh Jacobs who's carrying a Q tag. Uh, they're going to be playing from behind. They showed last week that they're unwilling to um, throw to Josh Jacobs and trust him on there. So let's see here. So that means we are going to consider Dalvin Cook on the other side. And I knew it last week, too. And he, he missed he missed final cut. Anybody who listened to last Friday's, um, or last Saturday's uh, podcast. No, last Friday's podcast. Did they do that podcast? No, it's last Saturday's podcast. Um, Cook missed out on the final cut. And I had a feeling that it was a stupid, really stupid um, fade. So, um, so yeah, uh, Raiders are, they have a TVP rank of four overall, which, you know, that, that tells you that they're doing really, really well. Well, nobody really has had to run on the Raiders. Everybody's been throwing on them. So, um, Minnesota being a running team uh, means that the ball is going to be in Delvin Cook's hands a bit more than, say, the say than Denver, who is still carried, of course. And then um, uh, you know, Green Bay or not Green Bay? Who did come play last week? Kansas City, which was just a mishmash, you know, for the running back position. So they're airing it out. So it kind of, it's kind of like a false number, false flag, if you will. Um, I do kind of have some love for Kirk Cousins, um, with Stefan and uh, Adam Thielen again this week, but. I don't know if they'll make the initial, they'll, they'll make the final cut. But, I mean, Stefan Diggs to show you what his upside is. Caught 40 yard TD. And uh, had one actually taken away earlier in the game. He could have had a monster game last week. A monster game. So, Oakland secondary sucks. I mean, there's even the possibility that Chad Beebe could do something this week. He's facing, I believe it's the Marcus Joyner uh, in the slot, so Kyle Rudolph's still not on. Um, 
Viking defense. Oklahoma six and thirteen, so they're not really giving us the ball all that much. This could turn into a shit show. This could be the Derek Carr implosion game. Didn't do all that well last week, but he didn't really turn the ball over too much. And that's kind of the thing. He's practicing a little bit of ball security. But uh, you have to consider it. Here's the other big spread. Jets at uh, New England. New England being the 23-point favorite. Uh, 43 and a half over under. Now, like I said, Antonio Brown is out for this game. Uh, we're going to focus on the Jets side first. Uh, let me think. Uh, no, I'm not going to pay. Um, number six, number seven highest price running back uh, salary for Le'Veon Bell. Not in this game. He'll get volume, but uh, I'm not going to trust him whatsoever. Uh, kind of back to the Sony Michelle train. Uh, Jets are still hurting up the middle. I'm going to confirm that before I definitely keep in Sony Michelle. Didn't do too bad last week. Kind of just getting his legs under him. Kind of seems like they're bringing him along shortly or slowly. So uh, definitely. Not too bad of an option. Now the other thing is whether or not Tom Brady's going to actually do something uh, major in this game. Um, I think we could consider Brady as an option, if anything, just at least for uh, cash. Because he is such a safe option. Um now he's going to be down one wide receiver, but he still has Gordon Edelman and Phil Dorsett, so they kind of move up. Like, so if you see, if you look on the spreadsheet, wherever Antonio Brown is, you move Josh Gordon to there, and then you move Dorsett to where Gordon was, and that's kind of how their cornerback uh, uh, matchups are going to be. So. Um, you get a guy like Josh Gordon in the Odell Beckham spot. Josh Gordon's going to be pretty, pretty highly owned. I think this weekend now, now that uh, Antonio Brown's gone, because you're getting such a value for a top option. Um, but don't forget about Jillian Edelman now. Especially on PPR sites. And I want to take a look at Philip Dorset. Philip Dorset's actually been doing that for a while too. He's dirt cheap. Oh, it's probably going to tell you that if you got a spot for it, you might want to take Dorset. But I don't know. They might get back to the ground and pound. That's the only thing that worries me. Uh, I'm not worried about tight end. So we've got another couple of weeks before we get Ben Watson back. Uh, Patriots defense is definitely in play. I get a little bit of savings on DK. They're the third highest priced defense. So 
um, they're two on Yahoo, and then they're tied for the number one spot with the Cowboys. So, uh, definitely a consideration for cash. If you need to save a couple bucks, you can switch off between um, the Cowboys or drop down from the Patriots if you need a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Now we have the Detroit and Philadelphia game. Philadelphia favored by six, and I don't get it. Uh, 45 and a half over under. So they're expecting this to kind of score really well. And I do have to admit that I really, really like Matthew Stafford here. Um, you cannot run against the Philadelphia Eagles. You have to focus on uh, getting your yards through the air. So it's really going to put um, Matt Stafford in play, especially since he's so damn cheap. I mean, he might be he might be the cash game option this week. And nobody's talking about definitely GPP option, but um, Galdi is definitely in play. Um, I would not forget about. Marvin Jones. I mean, this this you know what? Now that I look at it, this game could be a game stack. I have a lot of love here. I kind of like Danny Amendola. Um, I'm fa- I'm still fading Hawkinson. This is the spot. Or is it? <sighs> yeah, I guess I would consider. Jesse James is going to fuck this up. I'd almost guarantee it. This would be the Jesse James spot. Like, haha, I got TJ Hawkinson. Oh, hello, hello. Hey, it's just a chance. I'm a fucking outlaw. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, on the other side, you have Carson Wentz. I don't know if I'm going to consider Carson Wentz as far as anything. That's some talk about Ron Sanders. I don't know why. Um, but you do have the option from because of the injuries of Sean Jackson, who is out, Alshon Jeffrey, who is questionable, not officially out, but I wouldn't play him. You have Nelson Aguilar, Mac Hollins, and J.J. Arthega Whiteside. So, um, the thing of it is, is like, especially if Jeffrey plays, it's, it's going to mess everything up as far as who's going to be available and stuff like that. Now, I know Nelson Aguilar has been very, very talked up. Uh, he's probably going to be the chalk guy in this matchup. I'm not going to do it. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to fade all the wide receivers. Unless you wanted a game stack, then I would say everything's in play. 
I don't have a problem with it. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Instead, I would probably go. Like, say, if I was doing, let's say, I, I, I thought that I wanted to do Matthew Stafford and Cash, right? So, what I would do is I would actually use Stafford, uh, Kenny Galladay, and then I would probably put Ertz on the other side. Or you could do Stafford, Marvin Jones, and and Ertz. And like I said, Amendola's in play. I, I, don't, I don't care much for Danny Amendola, but that's the Fonte Maddox uh, matchup. So everybody's in play when they go against Maddox. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we're getting into late afternoon games now. we got Carolina, minus two and a half favorite at Arizona, 46 and a half over under. Um, we, Cam Newton is out officially, so we have Kyle Allen at quarterback. Um, I still haven't looked at this yet. So I have to put Kyle Allen in. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I think this might be kind of trappish. But I gotta take a look at him. I gotta see. I gotta put him in just for the sole idea of looking at him and seeing if he is viable. He's started before, so. Um, top option Christian McCaffrey. Could be relied on heavily here. So we gotta put him in consideration. Uh. God, wide receivers. That's the thing. It's, I don't know how this is going to react with Kyle Allen. My, my heart of hearts says that this is probably the spot where Curtis Samuel breaks out, but I think what's really going to happen here is they're going to really heavily rely on, rely on Christian McCaffrey. I know that everybody likes this great Olson play. Um, just for the plain simple fact that the Cardinals have been giving up uh, tons of points to tight ends. So, uh, put him in. A lot of nice tight ends this week. Maybe a double tight end this week. Um, so I think I think if anything it would just be Greg Olson and Chris McCaffrey from the Panthers side. Now I've been hearing God. I've been hearing uh, a lot of Kyler Murray talk uh, that this is the week. Can't uh, get his rushing touchdown. That was on a lead, a lead fantasy today. Um, Like the play whatsoever. I do admit that he is—he's really—he's really dirt cheap, and he has been producing value on DK so far. Um, and he has been hitting his two and a half x on Fanduel. So it's gonna. It's going to put him in play in the initial.
think I'm going to end up fading it because I think this is going to end up getting real fucking chalky. The thing that I really want to look at, and I think people are fucking up on this one, this might be the GPP play. Since everybody's on Kyler Murray, is this the game that Mr. David Johnson breaks out? It could be. It really could be. Um, Larry Fitzgerald's in play. He's just been doing it. He's been proven wrong, so uh, he is viable for cash. Maybe not so much Kyler Murray, but I think we can definitely look at Larry the Legend. Maybe I shouldn't be calling him Larry Legend because I think that was Larry Bird's whole thing. Not focused on any of the defenses here. Uh, we'll just go ahead and just move on. Um, New York Giants to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay favored by six and a half, 47 and a half over under. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a suspected shootout game. And I don't really get it. I don't really get it. I have no interest in Daniel Jones whatsoever. Like, I literally was clicking on him, and it was just like, mm, nope. But I do have some love for, I want to say, Quan Barkley. If they do anything, it's going to be on the legs of Saquon Barkley. It's not going to be on the arm of Daniel Jones. Um, although we do have Evan Ingram back in uh, consideration again this week because he has a really good matchup. Uh, got some safeties on the Buccaneers, so he's high priced, so running off in my pay for him. Well, maybe he's savings off of Earth's def well, definitely Kelsey. Kelsey's one across the board, but um, outside of Yahoo, a little bit cheaper options. It's a possibility. I kind of like it. Um, all the wide receivers for New York are, well, they're either questionable or out, suspended. So the guy I was really kind of looking at was Benny Fowler, uh, especially with Daniel Jones, because they've had a report there. So, but you're, you're getting a good price on Sterling Shepherds. I think it's got Benny Fowler. Could be. And I'm going to put Benny Fowler in here. I'm going to quit talking about it. I'm just going to put him in there. Fuck it. This is actually a really good value. So, if you want a value piece in a good game, or supposedly, you know, quote unquote, good game, uh, this he's, he's, not, he's not a bad option. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be looking at James Winston. They're going to be looking at the Winston. I will consider Winston. Just don't know if Winston has the upside. Uh, I do like Mike Evans, though. Uh, I found that. I saw this on Tuesday. Um, but it's like, what I, it's, it's like what I said. Everybody thinks Janoris Jenkins is like the, still like the good shit, so... 
Um, everybody's pretty much in play. I mean, you have you have Chris Godwin in play. Um, I think it's really funny when you look at tight end that everybody thinks that O.J. Howard is going to be this low-owned, under-the-radar da- darling, and, and he's not. <laughs> um, I'm fading O.J. Howard. He is a better price on the best price on fantasy draft I did have, Mark, the 20th overall. Until he shows it, I'm just going to say, go ahead and try and beat me with O.J. Howard. If he does it, he does it. Um, But I just don't think there's a reason for it. Um, I don't know. I have some love for Tampa's defense, too, but it could just be because they faced two real shitty, you know, well, not maybe not shitty, but just offenses that weren't ready to come out of their shells yet. Because we saw San Francisco last week really came out against Cincinnati and showed you what their potential are. So, uh, Houston at LA Chargers. Chargers three point favorite, forty and a half over under. I like a lot out of this game. Oh my god, I'm gonna have so many wide receivers are gonna cut out of this thing. Uh, I like Deshaun Watson. But I also like Carlos Hyde at running back. He's done very, very well. He's been getting the bulk of the carries. So if I don't actually if I don't go with Deshaun Watson, I may consider Carlos Hyde for value. He's not the greatest of options as far as, like, upside and stuff like that. But if, if you're going to tell me that he's going to be a stable piece of my lineup at a very good price, then I have to consider it. And I'll get my upside. I'll pay for my upside. Um, as far as Watson's targets, there's only two guys. It's going to be Hopkins and Will Fuller. Wolf Fuller's still really, really, really cheap for his upside. And he's facing he's facing a really bad um, charge secondary. Fakison, fat face Fasan. I think it's Fasan. So yeah, I really like him there. Uh, let's see. Houston Texans defense versus LA Chargers out in LA. Do I dare? <laughs> really good value on DK. Kind of like that. Really bad offensive line. I'm going to consider it. Not they make it. Really, the only guy, the only guy that I'm going to consider, and I didn't put the points down. 
San Francisco, San Francisco favored, six and a half points, 43 over under. What do we do here? I have some for Mason to know. I might just put him in there, just put him in there. I doubt he's going to make it though. I think this game I'm probably going to fade and just watch it. That I really, really like. Um, one guy that I would definitely consider putting in your lineups is James Washington for value. He's probably going to be a higher owned option because everybody is looking at the the Rudolph to Washington connection. Uh, they both went to Oklahoma State together, so I think that's where I'm looking at. Uh, I do kind of like I kind of like Juju against. Richard Sherman. I want to be completely honest with you on that one. And I like Vance McDonald too. I think I'm just gonna fade Yeah, so the only two pieces that I'm really gonna I'm really gonna consider. Um Mason Rudolph. See if we can get some value. I mean he almost went two X just in a half, so the San Francisco can get up on him up on them. I think it's come from behind with the great value. Um, God. A lot of different options here for San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo means a really good price. I just don't know if he's got that much upside. Not like, say, a Russell Wilson last week. It was roughly, you know, what's the price? I don't know if I want to get him in the Breedham Ulster. Um, battle here they're going to take away from one another I have a feeling that Pittsburgh's defense actually looks a bit better so I'm actually going to skip everything except for George Kittle and George Kittle's going to probably be a lower owned because he's a higher priced tight end you got, you know, Kelsey and Ertz sitting right there. George Kittle on the surface hasn't shown that, you know, like he's doing anything, but he actually is doing stuff that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to, or going for him. So, uh, always in consideration. New Orleans at Seattle. Seattle favored by four, uh, 45 over under. Uh, this would normally be the spot where I'd probably want to go with Alvin Kamara since we have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback since Drew Brees and because of Drew Brees injury. Uh, I'm not going to mess with it. Uh, we do have Michael Thomas against Trey Flowers, but Trey Flowers is questionable. Problem is, is like Teddy Bridgewater that you're completely trusting on him. So um, 
I'm going to go ahead and just fade everything out of this game. Except for maybe... Maybe... Jared Cook. Bridgewater has shown that he likes Cook, so... Um, the other side, not going to go with the running backs. Because uh, the Vikings have shown, or uh, the Vikings, the Saints have shown that they've been known to, uh, or that they've still been shutting everything down. Russell Wilson's in play, though. They really want to lay the smack down. I doubt I'm going to go this route, though. Um, I like I like the receiving options. Uh, DK Metcalf is probably going to be the highest <laughs> highest known guy of all the Seattle guys um, going against Marshawn Lattimore he's in play I really like Tyler Lockett and we all know why PJ Williams PJ Williams I don't know if I trust Lockett though in cash Maybe. He's cheap. He's uh, tied for Tyler Boyd on Fandle, especially. 6,600. 27 overall. And DK Metcalf isn't that much of a savings. He's only $400 less on Fandle. But DK Metcalf is way less on all the other sites. That's why everybody's kind of gravitating towards DK. It's just because of um, just because of that pricing. So I think I'd rather just pay for Lockett, even in a cash game setting. I'm FanDuel over DK Metcalf, but I'd probably use DK on all the other sites. Kind of just my feelings on it. Um, all right, so we got the Sunday Night Football game. Who is in play? Uh, LA Rams favored by three, uh, 48 over under in Cleveland. Um, there are a lot of entries in that secondary right now for Cleveland, and we need to monitor that. So, um, Jared Goff is the guy for me. Um, as far as the quarterback options for both teams, actually, I don't really like Mayfield in this game here at all. I don't. I don't like it at all. Running backs. Um, God. Todd Gurley hasn't shown it yet. Um, they have shown. You can pretty much do what you want against uh, Cleveland if you're a running back. So, guess who's in consideration here? Mr. Todd Gurley. Now, I'm also going to consider Malcolm Brown in this spot, too. Especially. 
kind of wondering in that prime time sleeve, who would be the higher owned guy? Should it be Gurley or should it be Malcolm Brown? Kind of have a feeling it would be Malcolm Brown. Um, Cleveland has said this week that um, they really want to get the ball in Nick Chubb's hands a lot more. Um, he actually did really good on that Monday night game. Uh, they just stopped giving him the ball and they don't really get it. But I like him. Uh, with Baker Mayfield being in there, uh, you're, you're not going to see like what happened last week with Alvin Kamara. You're going to see probably more of a commitment to the run. Uh, with Mayfield in there, kind of will keep the defense off kilter. The only thing that really worries me is uh, Aaron Donald could shut this all completely down. Uh, we just don't know. Um, so, yeah, so apparently Brady Williams is hurt. He's questionable to play. And that was kind of the matchup. Yeah. Was Brandon Cooks. Williams. Now, I don't know if that's a word is going to get moved over there. That's why I'm going to keep my eye on it. Um, Cooper Cup, I don't really, or not Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, I have no interest in it until he can prove it. Um, he's got to get a solid matchup in there. And if Denzel Ward's sitting on him, I don't think it's going to happen this week. So I'm going to fade him for now. Uh, the guy for the Browns I'm really kind of paying attention to is Rashad Higgins. It's still questionable. Like he was going to play last week, he didn't play. Uh, he's still questionable. He'd be a good guy going against Marcus Peters. Um, with Beckham facing, I keep to leave. Now I'm going to include to leave in here. I leave Landry out. Landry has been doing shit. Well, I have no interest. Higgins just hasn't been doing anything because he hasn't been there. Um, so Beckham's in consideration. I don't know if I'd use them outside of just, you know, the primetime slave, stuff like that. But um, <laughs> I forget to mention it always. Suspension there. Um, David Njoku's out. We have Demetrius Harris. They've um, actually been doing quite well against the tight end. At least the Rams have, so I don't really have any interest there. Now, it's quite possible that Tyler Higby isn't going to play. So that would put Gerald Everett in play for this game. Being the lone, being the lone tight end, now they might move Johnny Munt in there, but um, Johnny Munt doesn't have much upside whatsoever, so not too worried about that. As far as defenses are concerned, <sighs> maybe the Rams, because they're murdering people. Although if you if you 
if you light Yeah, the only, the only option on that game is going to be the Rams with the entries to the Browns secondary. I don't even really like them. You know what? No, I'm taking this out. I'm not going to include the Rams. So, what do we got? We got none. We got none. So, I put in there. None. So, uh, take a look. Early look at the Monday Night Football game against Chicago, favored by four against Washington, 41 over-under. Um, this could be the Trubisky breakout game. I know he hasn't shown it. Um, David Montgomery at running back has a really good matchup. Um, so I don't hate him. Uh, also, you know, putting the option to read Cohen as well. Mitchell Trubisky might have an opportunity here to finally break out against this Washington defense. Um, Allen Robinson would be facing uh, Josh Norman. Norman has been falling, falling. He is not what he used to be. So it's quite possible that you can see Allen. Anthony Miller has a really good matchup inside. And I really like Trey Burton if he plays this week. Although uh, Adam Shaheen would be in play on that side. Probably about the only thing that I'd really consider uh, defense is also in play too. Because it's the Redskins. But um, probably looking at from the Redskins' point of view, looking at guys like uh, Chris Thompson. Uh, Trey Quinn in the slot against Buster Scrine. And I don't think Jordan Reed's going to play, so Vernon Davis would be in play. Um, Case has actually been throwing really, really well. At least, you know, from the fantasy aspect. So I don't hate him on that side. Uh, they are at home, so. Monday Night Home Dogs, you always have to consider. Um, you always have to put them into consideration. So, yeah. Could be a completely boring game, too. If you're doing a boring single game slate, you could actually put in both defenses and probably wouldn't hate you for it. So, but that's my initial run through. Uh, well, it's quarter to 10. We've been going on for an hour and 15 minutes. So um, that's where I'm going to leave you now. And then I'm going to go through here and have this write-up done for the morning and put out uh, the final podcast for the run-through of the actual write-up uh, tomorrow morning. So I'll see you guys then. Take it easy. Have a good night.